welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. Okay, we are going to discuss two teams that had their struggles last year, hoping to bounce back in 2021. Ryan, what's our question for today? Question is, is Penn State or Michigan more likely to bounce back this year? Okay, let's let's start with Michigan. And, you know, even though their defense was, wasn't good last year either, the, the biggest question mark with them the last few years has been that offense. And the quarterback battle this year is down to Cade McNamara. And, of course, who's kind of the incumbent returning starter. Then you've got Alan Bowman, the transfer from Texas Tech, who was, who was solid there. And yep. then you've got a true freshman five-star, J.J. McCarthy. I would predict McNamara, but we'll, we'll see in fall camp. Uh, whoever, whoever it is, though, they've got a good group of running backs to work with, led by Hassan Haskins. Offensive line struggled with injuries last year and just kind of struggled overall. But the top six players in terms of snaps uh, from last season are back. So at the very least, it'll be better. I don't think it'll be like great, but it'll be better. Right. Um, at receiver, you've got a good duo, Ronnie Bell, Cornelius Johnson. So that's, you know, you need some guys behind them to step up for sure. But um, so, yeah, overall, I mean, it's not without question marks, but I think the offense could be a little bit better than people think because the floor for quarterback play is Alan Bowman. And like I said, he, he's solid. Yeah, he is. I, I liked Bowman at Texas Tech. He's a gunslinger, and um, but but uh, the offense it wasn't horrendous last year, but it was just very inconsistent. You know, some stretches or or even games, the passing game would show flashes or moments, but then it would get stuck in the mud. And then same thing with the running game. Um, I just think I think you mentioned uh, Hassan Haskins. They also got. Blake Corum, highly touted Donovan Edwards in the stable too. So there's some yep. there's some uh, some depth there. And and if you've listened to our our podcast, Michael, like when you when you look at it, the uh, the receiver room to me is is the most important position just because they haven't had much uh, success the last couple of years. And what I was alluding to was if you've listened to us, Michael has. He still thinks Tariq Black is going to have a big year. One of these years, Tariq, Tariq Black, Black is breakout. Just... <laughs> he's, he's by way of Texas, and I don't even know where yeah. he is now. If he's yeah. just gone, but uh, he's, he's going to break out. One of these year. years, he's going to break out for <laughs> Michigan. But uh, yeah, but yeah, they just need a little more consistency on offense. And this year, apparently, they need a little more consistency on defense. That was usually the kind of the hallmark of Harbaugh and former defensive coordinator Don Brown. Last year was just. Uh, I hope we're hoping it's just an anomaly uh, for, for for amazing blue fans, but uh, Don Brown's gone. He's at Arizona, bringing in 33 year old Mike McDonald. He was kind of head stops at Georgia and the Baltimore Ravens. Sounds like he's going to go with a little bit more of a kind of a multiple look. So I think you'll see a mix of four three and three four, kind of depending on situation and team they're going up against. He does have a lot of production coming back. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson leads the way at defensive end. Um, that was a big get for him to decide to come back for another year. Could have gone pro for sure. Um, they do lose Carlo Kemp and Quiddy Pay uh, up front, which hurts that D-line. And that D-line, even with those guys, kind of struggled. So um, there's definitely some concerns uh, up front. It's probably the worst D-line uh, that they've had since Harbaugh got there. Uh, linebackers also a concern. Josh Ross and Michael Barrett are back, but are a little undersized. It's kind of an undersized group overall. So that's a concern. The corners, green and gray. Nice color duo. Uh, they they got to step up. Uh, they were they weren't very good last year. Heck, even Rocky Rocky Lombardi kind of got the best of those guys last year. So, I mean they they 
they, I mean, it sounds a little doom and gloomy, but there's talent. Those guys could step up, and maybe under a new system, they can get a little uh, get 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 their groove back a little bit. But they need guys like Hutchinson to have a huge year, and possibly Dax Hill uh, at safety position. They if he can kind of live up to his potential, I would go a long way. So it's going to be better, but I just don't think they're going to be a great defense. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a challenge to get back to that top level defense that we were used to seeing Michigan, especially given that that scheme change. Uh, they like you mentioned Ryan they really need some havoc plays out of the the D line uh, maybe Aiden Hutchinson will will provide that for them because they only had what I think nine sacks in six games I don't know if you even mentioned that they that just can't happen again um, and they, the other thing is they only had two interceptions in the six games they played that's that's pretty astounding they obviously need more production from the back end uh, I, I do like Dax Hill I think he'll break out this year but um, they're gonna need other guys to, to really step up and, and create some more turnovers for this defense to be successful. Okay, and let's uh, let's get to their schedule, see if it presents an opportunity. And I don't know. I mean, in the, in the non-conference, they have two games where, where they'll be big favorites uh, against Western Michigan and Northern Illinois, facing, I believe, facing Rocky Lombardi again. Didn't he transfer to Northern Illinois? I think he oh, did he go did to Northern Illinois, didn't so. he? Anyway, yeah. that, maybe it's kryptonite. But uh, Western Michigan... You know, they're I think they're like a seventeen point favorite, but Western Michigan's good, so that's not a not a gimme. Yeah, watch out. But uh but like I said, those are you know still two likely wins. And then one toss up game at home against Washington. That that'll be go a long way towards determining whether it's a successful season or not. Um so there's a chance there to start three and oh. We'll see. Um in conference, of course, they always have Ohio State and Penn State, which is rough at Penn State uh this year. And they also drew at Wisconsin from the West. So I don't know. This schedule is it's the and 12th. Remember that game? Was it last year where they just got just destroyed by them? Or was it the year before? That was a couple years ago. That was a couple years ago? No, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Wasn't it? I think it but probably But last was. year they came back. Last year they they played. I think they got killed by Wisconsin last year, too, didn't they? Oh, did they? Yeah. I just How remember that we one forget, game. Was like, but 28 nothing, just like right away i remember what you're talking yeah. about i think that game was a couple years ago but i want to say they played yeah. wisconsin after wisconsin was off of a covid layoff and i think wisconsin put it to them we could check that as we're as we're talking yes. here but anyway uh 12th toughest schedule in the country according to phil phil Steele, which is kind of par for the course for michigan seems like they always have a tough schedule so uh yeah it's uh getting eight or nine wins will be an accomplishment for sure that uh, yeah absolutely so when we we look at Michigan. Now we kind of kind of transition over to You're Penn right. State. They got smoked forty nine to eleven. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I was, yeah, I don't remember that one. I guess that one was. But ooh, yeah. So I said two years in a row there. They got smoked by Wisconsin. Well, ooh. I don't. Now we got to check two years ago. <laughs> well, the, no, but you know <laughs> what? The two years ago, it was. two years ago, was it what thirty five seven fifty? No, it was thirty five fourteen. Thirty five. Oh, I knew. Right. I knew it, it was started like out worse or something. Like yeah. Right away. yeah, I knew it was. Yeah, that's right. Better that's than right. it than it it really was all right yeah so we've we've addressed michigan now we look at penn state and i'll kind of lead off with when we break down a little bit of their offense so james franklin fired kirk kirk soraka brought in former texas offensive coordinator mike yurchich what's weird is the nittany lion they've had a lot of turnover but the nittany lion offense last year it actually finished second in total offense in the big 10 but it really didn't really feel like that when you watched it so it's a bit misleading so obviously this season all kind of comes down to Sean Clifford and how he looks, especially well, especially since it's very thin behind him, so he can't really afford uh, to go down. They just had they had way too many turnovers last year. Obviously they need to shore that up. Um, 
they were in Clifford's defense, most of those turnovers, the pass protection was very spotty uh, at best, and he showed he showed he can be better. In 2019, he had a pretty solid statistical year, so he needs, they need the 2019 Clifford to come back. Jahan Dotson, he's electric, playmaker on the outside. Parker Washington, it's a good re- receiver duo that they have. Uh, they've got a nice stable of running backs, too, I like. I don't really see any issues at running back overall. It's really just going to come down, can they adapt to the new scheme, and will the offensive line do a better job? I agree. Yeah, you laid it out very well right there. Um, I think the O-line should be solid. Um, You know, three starters back, including left tackle Rasheed Walker, who's got a a ton of potential. Plus, they add a transfer from Harvard uh, at guard, Eric Wilson, who was 76th in 24-7 sports transfer portal 150 rankings. So he should help. Um, So, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, I think it comes down to which Sean Clifford we see. Yeah. But I like. I also like the hire of, of Mike Yersich. I'm with you guys there. Uh, all right, let's move on to their defense. Uh, defense struggled out of the gate uh, in 2020. It finished strong, uh, which was a good sign. Although the opponents, I think, certainly helped with that. They played some pretty poor offenses the last four games. Um, secondary is great. Uh, Tariq Castro-Fields is a stud at corner, uh, as is uh, Jaquan Brisker, Brisker. Excuse me. Um, he's good safety for them. So, and I like Joey Porter Jr. Also, I think he's got a lot of potential. So, talent, depth, secondary is really, really good. Um, it actually might force them to play more kind of five DBs just because of you know the you got to put your best eleven on the field. So, and then if you look at the front seven, there's question marks. Um, Shaka Tony, Jason Oe are gone um, after going on to the NFL. So, just one starter returns up front on that D line. And it looks like they're going to have to start a couple of transfers, one from Duke, one from Temple. You know, those players were they were solid to pretty good at their previous schools. There's no doubt. They're going to come in and, and help. Uh, but I'm not sure if they can come in and compete at a level that Penn State's defense is used to um, along that defensive front. Uh, I, like, I think the linebacker group should probably be the most improved uh, on this defense. I think they get everybody back. They need to take a step forward. Obviously, Micah Parsons sitting out last year was a was a tough call it was a tough one for them um but but overall i think brandon smith is kind of the guy that might be able to take that next step really kind of anchor that linebacking unit he was a former five star so if he kind of ups his game a little bit that linebacker group could be all right get back to linebacker you so defense will get better uh but i'm just not i'm not seeing the elite level that they've been at at times yeah, we'll see. I, I think it could be pretty good because because of you. You brought up the secondary. Castro Fields, their top corner was was hurt most of last year. So there's that's like getting a kind of a new player there, which is true, which is huge. Um, and I I think I'm more bullish on that defensive line than you. Like I think it has the potential to be very good. I think those transfers. Um, I mean, they're according to Pro Football Focus, they were both like the best defender and second best at their at their previous stops. So I think. Um, you know james franklin was aggressive in the transfer portal and i think it's gonna gonna pay off on that that defensive line so should help negate i know those were big losses so maybe they won't yeah they're not gonna match if they can match i know i don't don't think they're gonna match the production of the guys they lost but there's other guys on the roster at at defensive end that are are primed for breakouts so uh penn state tends to do a pretty good job there so i'm i'm bullish on the defense uh but how about the schedule trey well it they it's uh 
It's it's kind of tough because (laughs) (laughs) this seems bad. (laughs) Well, no, I. The reason I really say that too is because week one, they have one of the toughest first games in the country, and it's tough because they play at Wisconsin, and it's tough because it's a conference game, like right off the bat, and that's really going to set the tone on their season because playing in that Big Ten East, obviously you don't want to lose many conference games at all, but losing week one, knowing you're still going to have to play teams like Ohio State. You're really behind the eight ball. Um, and then there's a bonus whiteout game against Auburn early in the season, which they should be favored to win, but uh, it's no it's no gimme. It'll be fun for as a fan from a fan perspective to watch. Uh, and then it's also tough because they drew the top two teams in the West, Wisconsin and Iowa, and both of those games are on the road. So they're going to be favored a, a decent amount in, in the back half of their schedule, but that first part of the schedule, it sets up um, – pretty difficult so they're gonna have to try and get their wins yeah five road games four home games and conferences never ideal um okay let's let's answer the question that we posed at the beginning of the episode is penn state or michigan more likely to bounce back and i think penn state is is more likely they finished 18th in sp plus last year so they just really weren't as bad as their record would indicate whereas Michigan, I'm not quite as confident in making that claim. They really were, you know, not so great last year. Um, they also had, of course, Penn State some key injuries, opt-outs before the season, bring up Micah Parsons. Um, and, and in week one, they outplayed Indiana. They just didn't oh. win the game. And then, of course, they, they fought hard against Ohio State the next week. And it kind of seems like they gave up for a couple weeks after that. Yep. It was kind of a, a tough, tough couple losses to take, especially in COVID after a COVID offseason. So... They, they finished up the season nicely, and I think they're going to bounce back this year. Tons of talent. I, I still believe in James Franklin as a coach. One down year uh, with some couple unlucky losses is not going to uh, deter me. So, and, and I like what Franklin did in the transfer portal. He, he, you know, it was, he made some sacrifices. He took a lot more transfers than necessarily when you're, you would like to be able to just take high school recruits. But uh, it was necessary, so I, I like it. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think it's Penn State. Um, I think they were the better team actually last year. And then I just think they're honestly, if you compare Michigan and Penn State, both offense and defense, I think Michigan, Penn State's just a little bit better on both sides of the ball. Um, and one of the other reasons I really trust is I I trust the ground game from Penn State more than, a lot more than I trust Michigan's ground game. I like guys like Kayvon Lee, Noah Cone or <laughs> Noah Kane, uh, and even Sean Clifford can has has some wheels. He can run a little bit. So. Um, I'm not saying Penn State's going to come back to winning like 10 games, although it's in the cards. Uh, but I do think they're – I have to give them the edge over Michigan at this point. Yeah, I I think Michigan will improve. A lot of people are just kind of writing them off, but I'm also going to lean Penn State on, on this. Because the reason I do that is because at this point I just have – there's too many questions for me surrounding Michigan. You know, who's going to be quarterback? Can the offense play like it did a few years ago? Are they going to generate a pass rush with uh, with un, and adapt to the new defensive scheme? Um, it's just, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of questions and I like the way Penn state finished the year four. No, I know that was a little bit of a weaker slate, but they can build on that. Um, I like their, their weapons that they have, um, like you, Ryan, I'm not saying they're going to be a shoe in to dramatically improve, but I just have less questions on them as we sit here today. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the college football bros. Let us know in the comments on YouTube, your thoughts on these two teams, anything we missed, especially if you're a fan of Michigan or Penn State. And we're going to be back tomorrow 
Big Ten week continues, and we're going to list our breakout players in the conference. So we'll see you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.